This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money at Menards. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Oh my gosh, Jeff, it's the worst Raiders loss in the history of the team. Uh, Derek Carr sucks. Uh, I think we're all going to die. Absolutely. We need to trade DC four while he still has a little bit of tra- uh, uh, trade capital, uh, maybe for a third, fourth round pick, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Let's we need- go out and get Deshaun Watson. That's what we need. We need a new number four. Yeah. DC four for DW four. Is there a less rapey option, though? You know, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Big Ben Bill Cosby is less rapey at this point. Yeah, but yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is towards the end of his career, so I don't really know if we have another option there. All right, seriously though, man, the sky is not falling. Raider Nation is losing their mind this morning. All of them. We knew this was going to happen, though. The way that that game went down, we knew that the that the fans were going to freak out, and we knew that everybody was going to pin it on the lowest hanging fruit, which is always Derek Carr, because the quarterbacks get way more uh, of the blame than they deserve, and they get way uh, more of the credit than they deserve. Yes. In the end of the day, Jeff. Derek Carr's performance was solid. He's the guy that brought the team back, even to be have a shot at winning the damn thing, anyways. And the whole notion of like him playing scared after jo- Joey Bosa's comments and all that—it's horseshit, dude. I'm sorry. Like, I, every every player that plays quarterback gets happy feet and starts to crumple early and all that stuff when you hit them. That's the whole point of Al Davis's defense. The quarterback must go down and he must go down hard because they start doing things they normally wouldn't do. Their eye level starts to drop. It happened to Patrick Mahomes, who's the darling of the NFL. It happened to him in the goddamn Super Bowl. So this whole idea of like pinning all this on Derek, it's, it's stupid. Like, be better, Raider fan. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, to to talk about what you said about Joey Bosa, everyone's freaking out about that. You know, the quote that that's taken out of that thing where he says, you know, well, all we needed to do was was knock him around a little bit because he shuts down when that happens. I want you, Raider Nation, and anyone else listening to this, name a quarterback that doesn't. Yeah. That's the plan for every defense. If you have an elite quarterback, a crappy quarterback, you know, you go all the way up from Patrick Mahomes all the way down to Drew Locke. You got folks like that. They're going to they're going to screw up once they get the pressure put on them and they you knock them around, knock them on their, you know, knock them on their ass. It's just going to happen. So, so yes, it's going to be okay, Raider Nation. It's okay. We went down early, 21 nothing at halftime, which was brutal. It was brutal. That was brutal. It was brutal. But, you know, silver linings you know, they they had some trickery. The Chargers had some trickery, and we held them without, 
without big chunk plays on those. You see Hunter Renfro use the freaking hit stick. Oh my gosh! And that was knock amazing. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was that was of, the most exciting Raider play all year long. Uh, yeah, that absolutely. Was, that was incredible. Absolutely, and one of the most exciting plays of the game. You know, I mean, and, you know, yes, we didn't come out with a W, but that was super exciting and a lot. You know, I mean. To be aware of those things that are happening, they show the replay, and you see uh, Hunter Renfro see that play happening going, oh my gosh, I need to go and, and get this guy, and sure as shit, he did. From a mile away, It was unbelievable. was unbelievable. And then, you know, earlier in the game, you see the uh, flea flicker happen. and Which, uh, and look, and if dude doesn't cut off his route, that's trouble. Absolutely. Arnett got torched on that one deep play. Like, this game could have gotten way uglier than it did, and most of it was because of defense. Like... You know what I mean? Like we just we were in an absolute sieve, got away with a few, but like it's kind of a funky game to try to evaluate because it was it was way closer than the score reflected, but it was way more of a blowout than the score reflected too. You know what I mean? It's kind of like both things were true, and then you got you account for all the injuries and those things that were going on. You know, so it's like it could have been a lot worse, but it also could have been a lot better too. So kind of a tough one, man. It was a. Ultimately, dude, two to be on Monday Night Football, the whole world is watching. Those things are a little more for us fans sure. than it is the team. You know, at the end of the day, we're three and one. Yes. Headed in to play the Bears at home. Like, the ship is going to get righted, but it's the idea that we were on Monday Night Football. It was for the division. It was the biggest yeah. stage the Raiders have been on in a long time. Yes. And we crapped the bed in the first yeah, half. we got punked by our, yeah. you know, little brother in the division. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that sucks. But, you know, and I'm going to say this, and, and some people may not think it was a big deal or whatever, but, you know, the rain delay. To start the game, yeah, that it, was weird, it just, man. You know, it's it it. You know, I thought we played in a. I thought they played in a dome. I mean, what what is what's well, the deal? They, open, yeah, dome. yeah. It's got open ends to it. Great, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That that's just kind of the dumbest thing ever. That's kind of the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. But you know, but you know, so you got guys that are. They've got their minds right. They're ready to go. They've gone through their pregame routines. They're out throwing the ball. They're out kicking the ball, doing the whole thing. And then they have to say, okay, we got to go sit back in the locker room with all of our tape on and all of our pads and all that and just sit and wait for 45 minutes. You know, I think Booger Booger McFarlane on there was saying, well, they need to go and take everything off. Shut up, Booger. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. But, you know. Yeah, even I, Steve Young was like, uh, really? Yeah, no like, one does like, that. No yeah. one does that. Yeah, yeah it's the first cool thing He's that like, Steve no, Young look, has ever said. I know, right? He's good. Booger was like yeah i want to get all the way down into my into my shorts my t-shirt like what are you gonna do just break all the way down just so you can start the process all over i mean yeah the amount of time it was gonna take you to cut your cut your tape off do the whole thing you're gonna be ready to go out there and do it again the trainers are gonna be like no man you're good you'll be all right man (laughs) (laughs) just sit there yeah Yeah. so so yeah being though that i'm with you though that football is driven so much by emotion and being that you know from Derek's comments look this is a home game for us it's a 90% Raider crowd like the Raiders came out with a ton of emotion and you're right so then to like curb that and then rekindle it with an attempt like it had to have messed with them yeah you know not an excuse that's not an uh, certainly not an excuse uh for the team nor their performance in the first half and you know and you could still pin it on coaching and you gotta have everybody ready and like so but it's a factor it's it's something to be considered absolutely that game happen again is that going to be the same outcome? Because when we get them in January in Vegas, we're going to be ready. Oh, it ain't going to be the same thing. No, like, and absolutely you know what? not. And in all fairness, like, and this is what I keep going back to. Like, okay, didn't 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 we all kind of expect to split some games in the in the division? We kind of expected to split with Kansas City. We kind of expected to split with the Chargers. Denver, we would want to sweep. But like, 
when you look at like the actual performance in terms of record and like when it happened, like it's not True. the end of the world. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, again, a divisional loss is never good. Yeah, B- being on the big stages and losing is never good. And it was like, and all the hype and the the everything that was surrounding the Raiders. So it wasn't a good look. I'm not going to try to apologize for the team and make it something that it wasn't. But in the whole scheme of things, the sky's not falling. No. We're three and one. Yeah. We're tied for first in the division. You you ask. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that freaking bad. You're absolutely right. You know, you ask any Raider fan uh, before we kick off on Monday night against the against the Ravens. Hey man, after after four weeks of play, you're going to be three and one. I'm not going to tell you how you're going to get those three wins, but you know everyone's picking that we lose to the Ravens or we lose to the Steelers. So come out to come out of the first four weeks of the season at three and one. That's really good. You know you could be like our guys up the road here, Tennessee, who loses to the oh, you know they got the winless donkey by the freaking Cardinals in week one, and and, and then freaking and then freaking laid an egg oh, against dude. the Jets, man. So you know it does this does this loss hurt? Absolutely, it does. I mean, anytime. I mean, I'm going to tell you this is the this is the toughest division in in pro. Football. It really is. It it's really the toughest is. division yeah. in pro football. Stuff at NFC West. Yeah, you know you what know, I'm seriously? saying? Like, no way, man. Absolutely, our division is by far the toughest. Yeah, and the best team in our division isn't playing that well. Exactly. Like that's the scary thing. The door's here. open. Yeah, absolutely. The door is absolutely wide open. You know, and that's the scary thing is that the Chiefs are not going to be like this all year long. Exactly. Like they'll adjust, they'll figure it out, they'll come back stronger than ever. So you're right, right dude. It's the Wild West, man. Yeah, like, literally. And and so you know, we talk about you know Derek Carr, and everyone's going to blame every loss that ever happens oh, on him. You know, you need to look elsewhere. You need to look elsewhere for this one. Yes, did he? He didn't come out of the gate plan well. Nobody did. That was wearing. But nobody did. That's no, exactly everyone the, that was wearing so, a white jersey last night. No one came out. Prettiest jerseys ever. Too, They're the way. best Those jerseys maybe ever. Yeah, absolutely. But like, if, if anything, to, to that point. So then, that's coaching, dude. Like that's coaching. That's yeah. when everyone sucks. It's coaching, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is that like, and look. You know, some guy stepped up big time last night. I thought Meek Robertson had a hell of a game. They kept yes. talking about, like, oh, Mike Williams. they got to go to Mike Williams, and Mike Williams doesn't have a catch. But but no one's saying, yeah, he doesn't have a catch because freaking Meek Robertson is, is yeah, covering put his a bla- Yeah, put a blanket on him. Absolutely. He was awesome, you know what I mean? And, like, I mentioned Arnett struggles, but, like, you look at the guys that stepped up. You know, Hobbs had a couple plays I'm sure he would want back. But he's a goddamn rookie, man. Like, Yeah, and he's a slot corner. And he's you know, a slot guy. He's not an outside guy right now. No, you know, will he be stu- there someday? Absolutely. Absolutely, he Absolutely, will. Absolutely, he will. Absolutely, that he guy's will. freaking good, dude. He's fun to watch, He's fun man. To watch, He's man. fun to watch. So, but you know, you can look at the offensive line. You know, you got to protect your quarterback. I know you got injuries, and I know you got stuff. Alex Leatherwood, stop committing penalties. You know, stop killing some of these drives. You know, hey, man, you know, and I know he's guarding one of the, you know, one of the toughest edges in the league, you know, went up against Joey Bosa. But, you know, man, hey, we drafted you in the first round for a reason. Show us that, you know. No no mental error. Like they always say, like, you know, coaches always say anything before the, the whistle or after the whistle. You know what I mean? It's like false starts and stuff like that. Like, those are mental errors. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we got to clean that stuff up. But he's a rookie, so he gets a little bit of a pass. Sure. You know what I mean? But you're right. Going up against one of the best there is in the league, and he's going to have – and guess what? It's coming again next week, too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So they got to get that figured out. They got to get that sorted out. Absolutely. So, you know, so and yes, in the secondary, you know, they they let some plays go, stuff like that. Defense wasn't always on point. Defense still overall, I think, played a pretty good game. Freaking well. You know, Merrick had a heck of a play on breaking that one pass play. Absolutely. He did. He looked pretty good. Abram out of position a couple times. Go figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just that's kind of what he's that's his game, man. And we're just going to have to get used to that. Yeah. You know, Littleton coming up a little short on some tap. My gosh, that guy in the open space, man. 
man. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, he's not the KJ, best open KJ field KJ Wright whiffing on that play. The, oh, you know, one gosh. of that that uh, catch to Eckler right there. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could say is the cause. But I don't think Derek Carr was one of those. You know, I mean, if this was three years ago, you know, you know, everyone could be calling for his head, you know, because we weren't sure about him a few years ago. The two that are sitting right here next to each other right here, we weren't sure about him two yeah, or three years ago. that's right. You know, we were looking at other options. And so were the Raiders. They brought in a guy like Marcus Mariota. They were looking at they other, were looking options, other too. options, too. But for the people that are bitching and complaining this morning about Derek Carr, let's remember that Derek Carr was the September AFC Offensive Player of the Month. He was good. He was setting records, yardage records. He was the best quarterback in all of football for the first month of the season. And now he comes up two touchdowns short on Monday night where the world sees it and everyone's calling for his head again. Like, you know, it's just so crazy. Dude. It's crazy. And, you know, and two or three years ago, we were those guys, too. You know, oh, but, yeah, absolutely. But, but now Derek. But is, there was a, a history that was starting to build. There was a consistency to his game that we weren't a huge, huge fans of. We were yes. like, where's 2016, Derek? Where's that guy? Well, he was still there last night. This is not Derek of two years ago. No, this is Derek of four or five years ago. I mean, just look at that pass that he threw to Waller. That um, that 50-50 ball. We've talked about it all the time about how Derek loves the big target with the with the guys that can box the defender out. Yes. go up there with those iron freaking uh, or vice grips for hands and just go up there and high point the football. That's exactly what Darren Waller did. Yep. and Derek put it on the freaking money. Absolutely, like, that was a great pass. That was very. If there's a such thing, a vintage Derek Carr yes. type touchdown pass. Yes. And like that's what brought the freaking Raiders back was Derek Carr. If it's not for Derek Carr, we get smoked. That's what I was just you about. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was just about to say. You know, I mean, the Raiders of, of old, you know, even just, you know, 2019, 2020 Raiders, you know, you, you go you go in and you get down twenty one nothing at halftime. That game's a blowout. The game's not close. Oh, we start laying down. You just start, start, laying start laying down and down, start yeah. running the ball yeah. and chucking it into the dirt on third and 14 or whatever, you know, but that's not what we saw. We saw them come out fiery, ready to roll defense with a couple of great stops, three and outs to start the half. And, you know, and then. And they know. were firing, man. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's sad that, like, the play to rugs deep downfield got wasted because they missed a field goal. But, like, that was an exciting play. That's the, th- the other thing, too, Jeff, is like. This is even is again. I'm not apologizing for them. And as challenging as it was to watch that game last night, it was also really freaking fun. Absolutely. The Raiders are a blast to watch. Absolutely, you know what I mean. There's 100%. a lot of excitement on to, like as a fan to like sit back and watch this team play. They're freaking fun, man. Absolutely. Offensively, they're explosive. Defensively, they can create. Yep. You know, and that if anything, like we needed a takeaway at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. And couldn't come up with one but like and and we've talked numerous times on the show about like the importance of having a closer like Khalil Mack was that guy for us he was that he was that guy that would get that strip sack on third down mid fourth quarter like what that's what we were missing last night defensively as many good things as we did like the pass rush just never really made it home uh Max got close on that one where he where he hit Herbert's the uh, elbow uh-huh. they kind of got that one pass going wobbly in the air but outside of that, we didn't really generate the kind of pressure that we've been accustomed to. And Gakwe, uh, Yannick got in on that one. Yep. He Solomon in, Thomas came Solomon in. Solomon Thomas came in one on. He got unblocked, I believe, on one. Yeah. Um, but like, but that who who was the guy that got a couple sacks in the game? Uh, the former Charger. Number ninety six. Whoever that was. Oh, Darius Phylon. Yeah, Phylon. Oh, yes. he was a Charger. Yeah, that's what they were saying all night. He goes, "Oh, another former Charger oh, coming in." I was in. tuning out. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, was, I mean, that's what you're pouring I'm, another drink. I'm pouring a drink and 
dicking around on Twitter. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right. No, Philo. Now yeah. he's been great. Mm-hmm. He's been awesome. And yeah. it's, it's cool uh, how to about... see on the D line. It seems like there's someone new stepping up every yes. week. Yes. You know. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. got Carl Nassib flying in week. Yeah, one. he looked. You know, he Matt, a couple Max, plays last night. Max did great week too. I mean, Max has been great the entire season. Yeah. But you know, he comes in, and then you got Solomon Thomas last week coming in, and and also in the Pittsburgh game and stuff, and then Phylon. I'm just like, whoa, we. Yeah, Quentin Jefferson's having. Yeah, yeah, man, making yeah, plays. It's yeah. deep. It's deep. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm with you. So speaking of uh, of freaking Darius Phylon, who's like you said, playing great. Yeah, representing the number 96 because the other guy that wore 96 can't do crap with it. Now he's wearing 99. Good thing he finally made a play and committed a penalty in the same time. Well, like, of course he did. Unbelievable, man. Like, of course he did. I, you know, I'm done with the dude, man. I think we now that's a guy that I think we can tap out on. Like, that's a guy mm-hmm. where, like, okay, look, you've been given all is there anyone the still? Is there anyone that's still in on him? <laughs> I mean, I think everyone has pretty much tapped out with him at this Gotta point. Gotta be, right? Like, I mean, you know? and we were some of the last holdouts. Like, we, yeah. were, we were like, oh, well, he plays good against the run, and like, blah, blah, blah. Nah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clellan, baby, little baby Clellan. Yeah. That's it. It's over, bro. The end. Yeah, yeah. you done, bye. man. Bye. See you, bye. You know, and, and like, and, and that draft class, really is still pretty solid like considering mm-hmm. like if it's not for him you know all the critics like you know it's funny jeff there's something else i thought of the other day and this was before the game but still uh hear anybody criticizing mike mayock this year oh, no of course not no since the season started anybody uh-huh. griping about our draft picks anybody griping about our free agent signings nope oh no because they're all kicking ass yeah because we're winning because we're winning what a concept what a concept they're all playing well like it's like and this is the kind of stuff that we we talked about when when all the criticism was out there in the offseason like let them play you can't evaluate a draft class based on what the freaking pundits tell you in the offseason i'm sorry like now can we fairly evaluate cleveland farrell yes absolutely was that a whiff yes but oh yeah also Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Trayvon Mullen, like oh Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, who is becoming one of my favorite Raiders, dude. Right, his his route right there, his goal line route that he does that spins every oh, corner out that's of their shoes, money, dude. I mean, that's you know when you think of like signature routes that a that a wide receiver or tight end or whatever runs, you, the first one I always think of is Rom Gronkowski, where he does that juke and goes inside. Oh, and he's uh-huh. caught. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many touchdown passes out of that seam right there. Whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. He's caught a million touchdowns. That's going to be Renfro. He's going to hit people with that spin move and all that, and that juke. He's going to have so many red zone touchdowns, it's crazy. Absolutely. And you know what else is interesting about that, too, is that like even the the, the commentators who were clearly freaking in the freaking bag for everything charged oh, 100%. Night, um, but even they made mention at one point about that and about how um, with that route, they're like defensively, as the Chargers, you can't allow Derek that much time to let that route get ran. Well, that's protection. That means that, like, the offensive line was doing a pretty good job at that point. So, like, that's, again, to go back to the criticism, like, it's, yes, they're they're fair criticisms, but I would even, wouldn't even call them criticisms. They're more like observations because it wasn't like the offensive line stunk all night long. Yeah, it wasn't like Derek stunk all night long. It wasn't like the secondary stunk all night long, or the pass rush stunk all night long. It just had like it just never kind of came together mm-hmm. with any kind of consistency. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, things like that are a perfect example of like Derek had all the time in the world in the red zone 
for Hunter mm-hmm. to run his little freaking spin around routes and then make his way like yeah. So like you know what I mean like and I then just, there's just small mental mistakes. You know we talked about some of the yeah. you know the false starts holding stuff like that. You know that's that stuff will always kill a drive. I think one of the big momentum swings was the stupid bullshit call that they called on Darren Waller. Oh, that taunting? The taunting where all he did was spike the ball down and Ridiculous, stuff like that? Ridiculous, dude. Ultimately, I mean, it didn't like cost us a drive because we came up short. Yeah, but it kind of did a little bit. But it, what it did was it robbed momentum. And it that's robbed the, all the momentum. That's the, that's the emotion of what it – and you knew when Waller scored that touchdown from the sideline, he went to the sideline, threw his freaking helmet, and was flexing up on the like at the refs. Did you see all that? Oh, yeah. So, like, clearly he was carrying that with him. You know what I mean? So you're right. In the moment when that taunting happened, it robbed the team of emotion and momentum. Yeah. Hands it, down. That's a it great was still, call. It was job. still a first down, but, I mean, but you lose 15 yards, and I think that was like a 14-yard play. So you're right back where you were starting, yes, at first down, but all the momentum that you had, I mean, because it was a great play. It was a great it play. It was a great play, and then it all just gets killed and taken away from you. And, yeah, I mean, those things – I mean, they they hurt you. They hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. So we got. So we're all right. Anything else we got on this? T- I know. Right? <laughs> Apparently, this came flooding out of us. Jeff and I've been we, uh, we've been really good today that we haven't been talking a lot about the game because we've had some other stuff going on. But then we're like, okay, let's flip on the mics, do a little podcast, talk about it, and we had twenty minutes of shit to vent about. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So no format to this clearly because yeah. we're just freaking. And we'll just, still vent a little tomorrow. We'll still vent a little bit tomorrow, but we do want to focus tomorrow night. we got a great show coming up for you all. Yes. Uh, tune in. We're going to be giving away a, uh, a an autographed Charles Woodson Intercept Wine uh, bottle. We're going to be tasting Woodson whiskey, and we're going to be celebrating the GOAT all night long throughout the show. Yes, we're going to do our typical Raiders fan radio, but we're going to be celebrating the GOAT because it's his birthday on October 7th. So happy early birthday yeah. to, the, to the GOAT. We're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow night. Uh, but real quick, before we head out, Jeff, Back in Vegas on Sunday. Yes. Got the Bears coming in. Yes. Speaking of emotion, mm-hmm. we're going to be facing off against Khalil Mack. We're going to potentially see a Justin Fields-designed offense and a, and a young quarterback coming in at a conference game. So in terms of all wins are important, yes, but in now and especially in the world of a 17-game season, the wins and loss are, are yes, you want to get back on track. What I'm getting at is that I think it's more important for the Raiders to win, to reclaim the narrative, uh-huh. than it is even in the win-loss column. Look like, yes, three and two would suck, but more importantly, get in, get back home, dominate at home, handle Khalil Mack. All of a sudden, a lot of that, the media and the fan criticism and all that stuff, it will go away and we will have a real short memory and be able to forget this Monday nighter. Not only do I think that's important for us as fans, but most importantly for the freaking Raiders. I think it's important for them to be when when Mac and Carr are hugging it out midfield post game. Derek's the one walking away with a victory there. I think that's a very important optic, don't you? I uh, yeah, I absolutely think so. I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I don't I don't really care so much about Khalil Mack anymore. Do we all miss him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Is do. a remote? Or, yeah, of course we do. I mean, yeah, he's one yeah. of the best pass rushers in the league. Why the Raiders chose to let him move on? Sure, but still, as a player and as a leader of our team and all that, yeah, we miss him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But you know, um, he's we've been there, done that. We beat him. 
We've already done that. Yeah, we, that's we, true. we we went to London and we whipped his ass. We went to London and beat him. Yeah, that's we right. went to London and whipped his ass. You know, held him without a sack. So you know, the emotional side of playing him, yes, it's emotional every time because you know it's it's kind of like you know, you know, staring out the window with it raining and stuff, and you got your hand on the window and stuff like <laughs> that, and you know, thinking about what life could have been if yeah. you know you and your girlfriend didn't break up or you know whatever. So I mean, can that, that imagine, emotion is always going to be there. Can you imagine Yannick Ngakwe, Max Crosby, and Khalil Mack all being on the same team? They would just probably FedEx us the the Lombard uh, I mean, my gosh. Yeah, it would like, be amazing. That would be incredible. It would be incredible. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah. But I think this win is going to be important just to just to build their confidence back up, you know. And, you know, because now we, we've lost. We've lost a game. We are not going to go 17-0 this year. And I love that. Do I like losing? I never like losing. No. But this win, this loss is okay. Because now we can say, okay, whew, Let's hit That's the true. Let's hit the reset button, man. You know, we were riding high on ourselves. You know, we coming in all big and bad, man. 3-0, and one of the last two undefeated teams in the league. And, you know, and we got punked. And we got punked a little bit. And so now it's like, okay, whew, let's settle That's in. That's right. Let's settle in, man. We still got 14 games left. Or 13, whatever 13. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah 13 yeah. games left. We, we love numbers, hate math. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, okay, let's settle down. Yeah. Settle in. Let's go in there. The Bears are not a good team. No. They're well, not a good team. If you're not wearing 52 on that team, you're not playing very well right now. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, Robert Quinn's playing pretty well. Okay. He's, yeah, he's balling out. He's got some sacks. In fact, he had a strip sack last week uh, that I think helped them get the win. Um, I, don't, I didn't sit there and watch the whole Bears game, but yeah. I did just following on highlights and stuff. I know Robert Quinn's playing well. So their pass rush is legit. But outside sure. of that. I mean, outside of that, their coaching is is laughable. Matt Nagy it's, it's, is not the guy. He's not the guy. And, I mean, and it, we're talking a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback struggle. John and freaking uh, uh, um, Gus Bradley ought to be able to design uh, a defense to be able to take advantage of what yes. uh, Justin Fields may be the next latest and greatest thing. I don't know, but he's at this point we know this. Number one, he's unproven. Number two, he's young. He's a rookie. They make mistakes. Like mm-hmm. good coaches mm-hmm. destroy rookie quarterbacks. Yep. Ask Bill Belichick, right? Yep. Like he, they will always find a way to confuse them. And, Absolutely. And I think that we have the right guys coaching wise and the right personnel, especially when everyone's healthy, to be able to do that to Justin Fields. I, yeah. I, this should be. I feel very confident that the Raiders are going to walk out of here four and one, and all the people that are bitching and complaining this week will will settle down as well. We'll settle down. You know, we'll all settle down. Oh man, okay, four and one, we're okay. Come you know, on, four and one. I mean, we've got we've got a we've got like a, we're we're about to come to the point of the season where we're like, okay, we got some games that we should close out and win. You know, I mean, realistically looking at the schedule, we should be like seven and one heading into the Chiefs game. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. and I I think so too, and I don't think that's an unrealistic. I don't think it is. Look either. at it the way, especially now that like because we kind of talked about that um, before the season started about the potential for the Raiders having such a good you know record going into that game, but now after seeing them go three and zero and seeing the way that they're capable of playing, mm-hmm. and I think that ultimately is what gets frustrating about nights like last night, and this is where I'm going to say one more thing here too. It gets frustrating because we know what they're capable of. They perform inconsistent compared to what they were capable of. And then we get, and I'm not using this term lightly nor uh, based on what people's real experience is with it, but like we as Raider fans have PTSD about this. Like we've been here before. The Raiders are great. Then they get on the biggest and brightest stage and they shit themselves. And so it's like, you know, we're forced to then revert back immediately to what 
it's been like in the past. And there's one reporter in particular, Vinny Bond Sr., who criticized Raider fans heavily on Twitter this week, saying that, like, I don't know why Raiders fans can't just turn the page. I don't know why they always have to go back and use, um, you know, previous years as an example. Why can't they just embrace what the Raiders are now? And my response to that is we can only look at the future through our analog of the past. We only can reflect on what we have. Now, for him as a beat writer that's only been with the team for two years, maybe you don't look at it like that. But guess what? For 48-year-old men like me who have grown up rooting for this team every single year of our life, right. watch every single game, like for someone like you who's become familiar with the history and studied the, the past of the Raiders, how can you not take that into account? So, yeah, when we go and get smoked on Monday Night Football, yeah, all of a sudden we're like, oh, here we go again. Yep. But th- that said... It's early enough in the season to where this is where I say the Raiders can claim the narrative back. You go and go home, beat the shit out of the Bears, and now all of a sudden that narrative is not there anymore. Now all of a sudden we as fans start to turn, media starts to turn, and yep. but the Raiders themselves realize that, yeah, we aren't those teams in the past. Right. This is a different version of the Raiders now. Yeah. That's what's most important is for them to have those realizations and beliefs. You know what yeah, I mean? Ab- it's nice for us, most important for them. Absolutely, you know. I mean, and, and we've seen we've seen so far this season, you know, all four of the games we've been down. And we've and we've been, we've been able to fight back every single week. We dug ourselves a little too deep of a hole yesterday uh and and you know, but we almost climbed out of that too. You know, just just a couple plays shy of being right back into that game. Um but you know, I'm really interested to see because we we have a lot of people talking we're we're big 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 Gus Bradley fans. Love Gus. We Bradley. love Gus. Yeah. Um, so in Gus, so, we trust. In Gus, we trust. Absolutely. So now, now it's going to be fun to see uh, what happens to Gus Bradley in this defense when they face adversity. What are they going to oh, do now? What nice. are they going to do Good now? Point. You've lost a game. You lost a heartbreaker. You got your butts whipped a little bit. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do? What now? are you going to do now? Are you Great are point. you are you going to lay down? Because you know what, Paul Gunther laid down. Paul laid down. Paul laid down. And so that's what we're used to. So, you know, yes, we've got PTSD, but now we've got better people. We've got yeah, people, yeah, we've yeah, got yeah, people yeah. in the right spots. We've got a guy like Gus Bradley running this offense as opposed to Paul Gunther, who, you know, you know, just ask Raider Rue. He's the worst. You know, Paul Gunther <laughs> yeah. sucks. So you Raider Rue and Will Compton. Yeah. Oh, hey, there you go. Uh, he just texted me, by the way. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> but I did want to name drop. Um, but yeah, so. But, Frank you know, Sinatra always told me. Don't ever name drop. Diddy? Yeah. When you talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Don't be a name dropper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. Frank. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that, Frank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but my point is this. My point is that it's going to be really interesting now to see what are they going to do after a loss? You know? Yeah. I mean, you need to come home and you need to take care of business. Yes. And and I have full confidence in Gus and John and Derek and everybody else on both sides of the football, that they're going to come out pissed off. They're going to be reading the same things that we've been reading this week. Yes. You know, I mean, they need to take and that. And Derek qu- hears that stuff. Absolutely. He pays he does. attention to this stuff. So what they need to do, this is what I'm telling you the Raiders need to do. Okay. So the Chargers. Break it down. Swag Jeff. <laughs> exclusive. It's not really. Here's, a, here's how you need to live your life. According yeah, to Jeff. exactly. Yeah. And right. this isn't that exclusive. But, you know, I think they... <laughs> <laughs> they need Wait, to sell it, man. Yeah, no. So they need to tape up the quote from Joey Bosa and put it on Derek Carr's locker. Yes. 
put it on his locker. And then right before they walk out, they need to take a picture of uh, the stupid-ass San Diego Chargers Twitter page. Oh, dude, and they, that one hurt. That man. one hurts, man. It stings. And if you haven't seen it, it's a picture of the Chargers defense celebrating in their end zone, and it the it title just reads, Just One Baby. They're going to take Al saying, and zing. they're going to zing us like that? Okay. Okay, that's cool. No problem. See you in January, bruh. Those sons of bitches. Oh, I'm telling man, you, man. That hurt, man. That, hurt. Was, that was a dig, dude. And it you know is. what? I'm with you. Go ahead. Dig us week four. I love it. Go ahead. I you love dig it. Dig us week four. We'll mm-hmm. see you in January, like you mm-hmm. said. Uh-huh. This game might have been your Super Bowl, you stupid-ass Chargers. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Enjoy eight and nine this year. You know what I mean? Because you'll fall apart at some point. Or get yeah. whipped out, you know, or get beaten the wild card round, whatever, whatever, because that's what you do. Maybe this and is that's good okay. for us. Maybe it was good for the Raiders to get kind of punked a little bit I and get it. called out. Like like you said, man. Get mad. Like, now you're going to, yeah, now get mad. Now get mad. Now get mad. Now go do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So post that stuff all over your locker room. I'm with you. You know, every t- and anytime we ever lose and someone punks us, put it up there because I want it to affect you. Yeah. I want it to hurt you and I want it to motivate you to be better. Bulletin board material, man. Yep, use 100%. it. 100%. Use it. Use it. Use it. Oh, and I, I think it, it. and I think it will. I think the team's going to come out pissed off and ready to roll. Oh, we better smoke the bears. Yeah. All right. Raiders, All right, man. Raiders by 90. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raider Nation, we will see you tomorrow night. Don't forget to join us each and every Wednesday night at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that is on youtubecom RaidersFanRadio. Uh, I'm Murph. This is my best friend Swag Jeff. And we're going to have fun tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got anything else for Raider Nation? Goodbye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.